Hey everyone, thanks for joining me as we once again make our way through the strange Paradiso. I've got a few things to cover today, so um, I'm just going to get right into it. So um, let's start walking. Okay, so now this first thing that I'm going to present to you is theoretical because we cannot prove this. I'm sure that you all know about what's happening in Southern California, in the San Bernardino Mountains, and uh, Crestline, Big Bear, Lake Arrowhead, and places like this. There is so much snow. People are stranded there. There are varying reports. Some people have said that the roads in certain locations have been cleared, but yet they are not allowed to either go home or people are not allowed to leave home. I mean, I don't know. There could be many reasons for that. Maybe there is a threat of rock slides, avalanche, and things like this. I really don't know. But people are starting to get very weary of this, okay? So there are people that have to walk like a mile and things like this to go to the place that has been designated to pick up food, receive supplies, and so on. And as far as today, I heard that they actually got more snow. And I believe that it's supposed to snow more this weekend. So because it seems like this is, for some reason, impossible to get these people help. I mean, there was a woman this morning who um, has cancer and she's already missed like two of her chemo treatments because she cannot get off the mountain. So since this seems to be impossible, like an impossible task to um, help so many of these people, I was um, talking this morning with someone that I know and I said, okay, so this has been drawing on and on now for weeks and you're going to tell me they put a man on the moon in 1969, but they cannot get so many people off that mountain. I mean, come on. But I have to tell you guys, okay, that is my opinion. That is how I see this. It, um, you know, I'm not there. I'm not search and rescue. I'm not fire department and places. People like this who actually know what's going on there on the ground, I do not know. All I know is what I see and some little tidbits that I hear from people. And to me, if you're going or the agencies are going to tell me that in 1969, yes, we went to the moon and then we started it up the engine and came back to earth. Well, then it would seem like just a small task to be able to help these people on the mountain. So now, okay, that leads me to another thing that is also theory. There are quite a few people who actually have told me that they believe that this storm is because of weather modification, okay? So, I mean, I don't know. When you're talking about like uh, Mother Nature, okay, you don't know what you're going to get. Nature, I mean, anything can happen. It's almost like the weather 
may be actually kind of unpredictable, all right? No matter how much Doppler 7000 HD, whatever the technology is, I'm sure that once in a while, things are going to slip by. Something's going to happen that was unforeseen, all right? Now, I'm not saying that I do not believe it's weather modification because I know that these things really do exist. I know that the technology is out there. And also, it's not new technology. We have discussed this in the past, but um, there is actually a clip of Lyndon Johnson talking about weather modification. And this clip is from 1964. So, I mean, look at how many years that's been. This is not new technology. So many of you may be unaware of this. It's not easy. I mean, you're going to have to bear with me for a moment on this. It's not crystal clear as far as the sound quality, but you will be able to hear what he says about controlling the weather, about modification of the weather. It's very short, so let me um, get it and just listen to what Lyndon Johnson says about this in 1964. Yeah, what do you think about that? So, while he's talking about it as if it's a futuristic type of thing, weather modification has actually, I mean, the technology has actually been there since World War II. So, was this, what they're calling the storm of the century, okay, was that... A, just something that happened, an organic snowstorm, as well as all the rain that we have recently had in Southern California. And as I look around, there are patches of blue sky, but there are still like these really dark, ominous looking clouds on the horizon as well. This is not typical. I have been in Southern California since like, um, I mean, I mean, uh, without moving out of Southern California since 1986. And I have never experienced anything like this. I mean, oh yeah, we've had rain, we've had rainstorms, but not for days and days. All the snow in the mountains in San Bernardino, and then we even had a little bit of snow last Wednesday, like it was snowing in my backyard a little bit. Somewhere up in northern or in uh, going a little bit north in California, it snowed at the beach. See, these are things that just don't happen here. Not for this length of time anyways. So you may be asking yourself, okay, but why? 
Like, why would, why would anyone or any agency, whatever, do this? What, what is the agenda? Who benefits? Well, there are many different reasons. As a matter of fact, one of my friends and I were discussing that last night. And um, this, okay, this is theory. I'm not saying that I'm correct, but it's just, once again, how I just look at things. And for whatever reason, certain things just lead my mind to go by the way of the sinister. You know, this is just seeming a little bit too sinister. Because um, so many years ago, there were these big fires up, um, not in Northern California, but going up towards Northern California. And um, these fires were so strange because they not only burned the houses down, but they actually burnt and destroyed the foundation of the houses. And they actually burned hotter, I mean, way hotter than a forest fire. There were things that happened during these fires that could not be explained and so on. So at that time, there was a conversation and people saying that they believed that these fires at, the, at that time, okay, this is like uh, maybe four or five years ago, were caused by dews, D-E-W, okay? So, I mean, it's possible because the technology is there, but is it probable See, I don't know. I can't say. It's something that you have to look into for yourself. But I will say that forest fires do not burn hot enough to destroy the foundations. So people were not getting their home insurance, you know, for fire. They weren't getting enough to rebuild because it was unprecedented how much damage and it doesn't cover the found the house foundation and certain things like that so at the time you had people saying well they're just trying to um, get everyone out of these type of kind of like rural areas I mean at the time I was thinking well you know it's pos- it's a real possibility but I don't know I can't say just like now I don't know for sure It's a theory, but that's what many people were saying. So now, and the discussion we had last night was, you know, it's kind of like the opposite of the fires that took place those years ago when everybody was like pretty much burnt out of their areas where they lived. And they did not have the money to rebuild because of the extensive damage. And there was a whole lot of other stuff that was going on up there at the time. It was just um, almost unbelievable, the things that were going on there. So it's like to drive people out of those areas. So now it's like an opposite type of uh, scenario. But still, there is so much damage. There are rooftops collapsing. There are grocery stores up there with the rooftops collapsing. There are fires up there in the snow. So much. There's going to be, I mean, the damage is going to be just, I don't even want to try to say a number. It's just to be able to rebuild is, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. 
all of that insurance and it's just, it's going to be through the roof. So that seems like it's another way to drive people out. And how many people are going to still want to stay there after this? Granted, this hasn't happened to this extent in, I don't know if ever, since recordings, you know, of that they've been keeping records of weather and stuff like this. But how many people are still going to want to be up there after this situation? This is going to cause some people to be traumatized. They're going to have anxiety. They cannot leave their houses. Some of them can't even come outside of their houses. They have to climb out through like upstairs windows and stuff like that because the snow in some of these areas is like 12 feet. I can tell you that I do not feel that if I was in a situation like this, I would want to continue living in that area after everything is said and done. I just would leave there and never want to go back. So if this is true that these people are being, I mean, this is a method of driving people out. Well, it's going to work to an extent. I, I don't know the percentage of people who would not want to live there anymore. But as of right now, I know people who do not even want to go back, you know, for their little cabin weekend getaways and stuff like that. They don't even want to go back for like a weekend. They're like, no, no, we're done with the whole um, going up to the cabin in the snow thing because they barely made it out before it got real bad. They, they made it out, but there was still no gas. There was... Um, nothing at the grocery stores. And so they made it out like the day before it got real bad and all the roads were shut down. They don't want to go back. None of them want to go back. And that's a whole family. They're like, no, we're, we're just going to stay away. And now the other thing that we were talking about, and I know I probably said this a couple of like last week or whatever, but I was, um, Part of our discussion was I was talking with my friend last night and I said, you know what, because of all the snowpack, because of all the rain, what's going to happen now, once this snow, and I don't know how long this is going to take for this snow to melt. It may not be this year. It may be next year or the next, but you're going to have a lot of bloom coming up maybe next year. Okay. I, I don't know if it's going to be able to happen this year. But there's going to be so much bloom. And then once it uh, doesn't rain and it hardly snows and they start bringing up the drought and all this stuff, well, then it's going to burn. I mean, I, if, if people can't see this coming, I, I don't know what. But yeah, I mean, that is the way that these things go. It's circular. So you have the rain... Then you have all this new bloom coming up. Then you have the hot seasons and everything's dry and then everything catches on fire. So this is just me speaking, okay? This is just how I view things. But that puts me in a position where, okay, you know what? I don't want to go up there at really any time 
because just like with this snow, if it caught on fire, if it was burning, you wouldn't be able to get out either. So to me, it's like a no-go zone, all right? And I'm going to say I do like once in a while to go up there, you know, like to the lake, like you've got the Arrowhead area, you have um, Big Bear area and all this stuff. And it's it's nice to go there for the day, and maybe stay the night, you know, and this and that. But I don't even want to do that. It's just like that circle with the red thing through it, you know, just don't do whatever, well, that's what the the mountains are to me now. Like, don't do it. I cannot tell people or anyone, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, oh no, don't go up there because you're not gonna be able to get down and you're gonna get trapped and you may die. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying for me, that's just how I personally view these things. You guys could be saying, oh, well, you know what, Maria, you're full of shit. Maybe I am. I would much rather be wrong, okay, than to be right and these things actually happen. No, guys, I would much rather be wrong. But right now, I mean, I just, uh, no, I, I think it's just better personally, for me speaking, to stay off of the mountains. Yeah, and I know a lot of people like to go hiking, and it's nice. I mean, it's beautiful. But um, no, it, to me, it's just something that I would rather not do. But anyways, I just wanted to share some of my thoughts with you about this, and I wanted to share the clip of Lyndon Johnson speaking about, and he doesn't say weather modification. He says, control the weather. And he who controls the weather controls the world. That's what he said. When I first heard that, I must have had that look on my face, like, you know, the deer in the headlights thing. I could not believe it. I had to look for it for myself to make sure that it wasn't just um, someone who made this, you know, their their own self and so on. No, this is a true recording of what he said back in 1964, and you can find it on YouTube. But uh, yeah, I had to share that with you guys. The other thing that I wanted to um, discuss with you is I tried to come on yesterday. As a matter of fact, I... I was able to make my recording, but for some reason, I don't know, this app really can give me a bad time once in a while, and I was not able to publish it. It was so weird. It went in my library, but I couldn't publish it, so I don't even know how I got into my library. It was very strange, and I couldn't, like, how is it in my library? I couldn't even name it. I couldn't even describe it, you know, in the description box and all that stuff. Like, oh, I don't know about this thing. It just sometimes is very annoying. So um, what I wanted to talk about, and this is something that I heard 
from a couple of older gentlemen, okay? I didn't hear this on anyone's podcast. I didn't hear this anywhere else. And we were talking now, once again, about AI. And this conversation was about AI, the alien abduction scenario, and the Antichrist. I could not figure out how this all was connected. I heard um, that there were, like we discussed, you know, AI and like the disembodied spirits and things like this because from the from a previous show. And okay, I understood that. But I wasn't getting the the connection like with the Antichrist and stuff like that. I was like, I don't know what that's all about. How? So what these gentlemen said, and this is like their belief. This is how they feel about this subject, okay? They're not trying to force anyone to believe it, but this is their own theory about this. So the theory goes that we pretty much have all been hearing about alien abduction for many years. We've been hearing about people who were abducted. They were taken into these rooms and they were experimented with, which um, things were extracted from them. So there were samples taken from men. There were samples taken from women. There was DNA taken. And not only that, but some of these women came back And not too long later, they realized that they were pregnant. And to them, it's like, this is impossible. I can't be pregnant. As a matter of fact, I saw a show on TV many years ago. It was probably like, man, maybe 20 years ago. I don't even remember the name of whatever show that was. They would have some um, things on there about hauntings and things about... UFOs and alien abduction, crop circles, and this and that. So there was a woman, and she was interviewed. She stated that she was abducted, not just once, but many times. It became something that was happening to her, not like five times a year or stuff like that, but just randomly. And she would say that she'd be taken in and they would take samples and so on. So at this one point, she realizes that she's pregnant. She said, I don't know how this was possible to happen. She went to the doctor. The doctor said, yes, you're pregnant. So she's just like, okay, but I don't know how. So she starts thinking the only way that this could be possible is because of the alien abduction. So she doesn't tell her doctor because, you know, her doctor would have thought that she was a wackadoo. So she just kind of like keeps it to herself and goes along with her appointments, you know, like a typical pregnancy. Well, in, I believe it was like the second trimester, she was abducted 
And then when she uh, woke up, when she was back home and she woke up, okay, after the abduction experience, she realized that she was no longer pregnant. Now, I don't recall, because it's been so long ago, if she went back to her doctor and her doctor said, like, I don't know what happened, you're no longer pregnant. But um, I want to say that maybe she didn't go to her doctor, but she went to a different doctor to see if she was pregnant. And it was negative. She was not pregnant. Not only was she not pregnant, but I guess there's an, uh, some type of enzyme in your blood, okay? So if she would have been pregnant for those two trimesters, there, that enzyme would have still been there. Well, it wasn't. It was like the slate was wiped clean. Everything was removed, including whatever it is, or maybe the hormone levels, you know, whatever it was in the blood was clear even though her other doctor that she went to, the first one, said yes, she was. And she had a baby bump and everything. You know, it was starting to get, she was starting to get that baby bump. So, of course, she's devastated because she wanted her baby. Okay, so somewhere along the line, she meets this man. This man had also had a history of abduction. And he said that at one time when he was abducted and taken aboard a craft or whatever, he said he was sitting in that room and they brought in this little girl. And he described what this little girl looked like. And someone even like drew the picture of how she looked And he said, her eyes were bigger than like ours. She had two arms, two legs, humanoid body, but her hair was wispy white hair. Her eyes were very, very big, almond shaped. And he described her and he was at first wondering, why did they bring this little girl in to see me? And then he realized that it was like his daughter, okay, because of the samples that they had taken from him like his hybrid daughter. So I don't remember how these two met. Maybe they met in some type of a group, like where people have experienced the same kind of things. And then they were actually both interviewed on this show. All right. So we have been hearing about things like this. And I'm going to say at the time, I thought to myself, maybe this woman needs attention. Like, I don't know. I didn't want to say that she was lying, but my first thought was maybe she needs attention. Maybe there's something wrong here because I was never interested in the whole alien thing. So now, Fast forward to today, what these gentlemen were talking about, and they said that there's a connection between all of these because the whole abduction scenario where something, some entities 
have been taking samples of humans, okay? They've been taking human samples. They've been taking men's samples, women's samples, DNA, and blood samples, and so on. So they have human DNA from different individuals. They have like uh, ways to um, make children because they have both men and women samples, all right? So what they've got, actually, whoever these entities are, what they've got is a recipe. And they have the ingredients, all right? So what they're saying is that with this recipe and with the ingredients, because they've been sampling humans for so long, they believe that they are or already have created bodies. So what these bodies are going to be used for is they're going to be used to give like bodies, okay, human bodies to AI. And that AI really is not artificial intelligence. They're saying AI is actually, they're actually spirits. And when you stop and think about it, it's like, yeah, who created this? How do you create this? Once again, you start you start talking to something. You start giving something a name. You start doing this. Okay? You're inviting this thing in. Okay? So AI is going to inhabit. Well, I'm just going to call it AI, you know, for the sake of um, just giving it a description. AI is going to inhabit these bodies that are probably, I'm saying they probably already exist somewhere. All right? And then that actually goes further because they're saying that Antichrist is actually going to be AI. But since we know AI really is not artificial, it's really a disembodied, evil, wicked spirit, okay, it's going to be housed in one of these created bodies. I know, it's like a complete circle like of events. But when you really think about it, when you look at this from a certain perspective, you can almost understand like, you know what? Because if not, what has the agenda been for all these years? Why have they been coming, supposedly, and abducting people and taking samples from them? Um, There has to be an agenda. There has to be a reason. Well, this actually begins to make sense. I remember hearing some of the recordings of Betty and Barney Hill, the couple who was abducted back, like, I don't know, in the 1960 or something like that. And when they put them under hypnosis and the husband was so traumatized by this, they were 
taking samples from him. And, oh, it was, I mean, if you haven't heard that, you can go find it easily on YouTube. It, it's, um, it's pretty wicked. And it's like, yeah, everything is done for a reason. It's not done just for, oh, well, we don't have anything better to do but to go and take some uh, skin samples from some of those boring little human people on Earth. No, there is an agenda. And I believe that this makes a lot of sense. There are people who go much further, okay, with this subject. You know, and they start talking about created realities and, uh, you know, the matrix and all this stuff. Well, I don't get into that kind of thing because uh, that's a little... That's a little further out than I want to venture personally. Because this right here that I just presented to you is really enough for me. That's all I need to see or hear. You know, that, that's it. That's enough for me right now. I have to like digest this before I can go any further. But I'm going to tell you that as of right now, it makes sense to me. And then you've got... Uh, Animal mutilations, okay? Now, what's that all about? What is the agenda with this? Is it something as simple as, oh, the chupacabra came and just sucked all the blood out of the cow? No. No. What it is, I don't know. But we're going to... Um, Maybe look a little further into that particular subject now. And it also makes me wonder, guys, because um, once again, with something like this that we, I mean, can't be proven, so it's still theory, even though I feel pretty confident that it is um, a probability, it leads me to wonder about certain people and some of the things that they do. You hear about people doing things these days and you're wondering, that just defies human behavior. How does this even happen? This is something out of a, um, I mean, it's even beyond sci-fi, okay? I told you guys a long time ago, maybe in December or something like that. Now, I only heard this once, and this is very disturbing. So um, I just want to warn you, okay? This is um, bestiality, what I'm getting ready to say. But it makes me wonder about what is it that is actually doing this, that is actually engaging in bestiality, because I was, uh, and it's, this was on the local news, and I was even discussing this with my friend last night as part of the conversation, because I started veering off with, you know, um, another thing that can be a byproduct of this whole um, type of created by whatever you want to call it, you know, with human DNA and the AI and all this stuff. Well, 
it's not going to behave like humans. It's not going to have a um, conscience. It's not going to have any type of um, emotion. It's going to fake it, but it's not going to really possess it, okay? So you're not going to have any type of um, feeling, you know, like feeling sorry for someone, having any type of empathy, all right? So there was uh, something that came on. My husband watches like the local news before he goes to work when he's going to ride because sometimes he takes his Harley to work. So he'll watch the local news for like, for whatever, before he leaves for the weather, even though, you know, everybody has an app on their phone. Well, he likes to watch the, the weather, whatever, before he goes to work. So he'll put it on about 11, 1130, right? In the, in the morning. So I was watching it one day because I had no choice. I was sitting in the same room. And the story that came on was about someone who had these dogs. Now, animal control, I don't know how this was all found out, if the neighbors complained or something happened, but animal control went to this person's house. I guess he had some pit bulls there and whatever, and uh, they were being abused and so on. And now, I, like I said, I only heard this once. I did not hear this again. And I know what I heard. So the newswoman said the dogs were removed from the house. And he had so many pit bulls, I don't know, three of them or something like that. Two males and a female pit bull. And then they weren't even uh, fully grown. They were like young. They weren't puppy puppies, but you know, they were young pit bulls. And she said the female had been sexually abused. That is what she said. I mean, I wouldn't even be able to say those words unless I had heard that from somewhere. You know, I wouldn't even like be able to think of something like that in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember when she said it and I stood up and I was like, oh my gosh, what? I couldn't hardly grasp that, you know, like I was horrified. And then I was like, but my husband was in the other room. I was like, did you hear what she said? She said that the female dog had been sexually abused. I said, do you know what that means? Yes. So it just makes me wonder because those are not the actions of a real person. Okay. You, you might say, well, drugs or no, no guys, you know what? No, that, okay. There is, um, Maybe if someone would be overtaken by some other entity, all right? Or if it's not a 100% real human. That's all I have to say. And when I 
mention this to my friend. She was like, oh no. I said, yes, only once. And I did hear the story, okay, like later on, because I had to look for it again. I had to like put it on again and see what, if they were going to talk about it again. And they did, but they left that part out. So what is it that compelled her to say that? That is not something, I'm sure, that would just be put out there on any type of news outlet as far as, you know, mainstream. But she said it, and I heard it. So it's just my own belief that this type of thing is done by something that's either not 100% human or a person who has been engaging in certain maybe rituals and now has been taken over to be able to do something like that. We even look at um, some of the other things that people are engaging in these days and it just makes me wonder, what are we dealing with? What is really happening here? So just wanted to come on and share these things with you. I mean, we have a lot to think about. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to sift through while we're confronting these things and looking for the truth or looking for something that we believe, all right? Because maybe you don't believe this. Maybe you do. So while we're looking and searching for the truth, I mean, we are going to encounter some really strange things They're not always paranormal. I mean, the creepy isn't always like things that go bump in the night. They're not always like things that, uh, what, like the hat man and all this other stuff. No, sometimes creepy is just the things that are going on around us that we cannot explain, like some of the things I mentioned today. Yeah, they can't explain it. It's, um, this is beyond mystery to me. This is just out and out creepster stuff, in my opinion. I just like, I don't know, guys. It's just, um, it's getting wild weasel out here. That's all I got to say. So, That's all I've got for today. I'm going to try to be back on Friday. And that's when we will get into some of the stuff that people like to say, go bump in the night. Unless something else comes up, okay? Something else comes up and, um, well, we'll just get into that a little bit. But we need to at least um, talk about some of the other type of stuff also, okay? Theory's good, but um, I like to uh, also talk about spooky. 
But that's why we walk and talk. We have a whole variety of stuff. And we're never going to run out because it's just a subject that goes on and on. And the other thing that I wanted to mention to you, uh, my friend and I, we have decided that sometime maybe in the summer, well, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to do this, we're going to actually start another, it'll be a separate show from this one. And we're going to um, do it together probably once a week. And that's when we are going to get into some current events and, uh, and theory. Because with a lot of these events that are happening these days, there's a lot of theory behind it also. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about it. We're going to dig it up and start looking for, you know, just like another trained railman in Ohio and stuff like that. Like, okay, what's really happening here? You know, once again, you got a lot of stuff. So um, I want to thank all of you so much for walking with me and talking with me and taking time out of your day to join me, okay? Because I really do appreciate it. Each one of you, I appreciate, all right? You can always contact me, maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. I love hearing from you. Everybody have a great rest of your day wherever you are. Ciao.